Alright guys, before we get started today, a big thank you to our partner Microsoft Surface, celebrating 10 years of partnership with the NFL. As the official laptop, tablet, and sideline technology provider for the LA Chargers, Microsoft Surface provides players and coaches with the tools to succeed both on and off the field every day. Learn more about Surface at Surface.com. And welcome in to the final drive as the Chargers win a thriller in the desert 25-24 over the Arizona Cardinals on their final drive of the game. As always, joined by senior writer Eric Smith, Haley Elwood on assignment today, so she won't be joining us, but we'll miss Haley. Uh, Eric, let's get straight to business, man. Uh, That was a fork in the road moment for this Chargers team. And as soon as that two-point conversion went down, I said in my head, I feel like this is, could be a turning point for the 2022 season. No doubt. No doubt. And we, we talked last week on this podcast, right, that at least I said that Sunday was a must-win for the Chargers. And, and I know maybe the Chargers didn't, like, players and coaches didn't publicly come out and say that last week or even after the game. You know, they all kind of downplayed it a little bit. Um, I think Derwin was the only one who came out and said – you know, yeah, we, we we had to have this one, but they did, they did. They they couldn't go to couldn't go to to five and six overall. Um, they needed to keep pace in the AFC playoff race, uh, considering the other teams also won yesterday. Um, and I think even though they might not have publicly said it, the actions of going for two, we knew, and and they knew too that this was the game they had to have. Um, I think a fork in the road is a great way to put it. They chose the right path. They chose the right call to go for two. I'm in full support of that, not just because it worked. Um, I said before they even got the ball back, I turned to someone in the press box and said, hey, if, if we can score, go for two, because that's, that's where we're at in the game and in the season, and um, it all worked out. I love the call, and and I think it wasn't just so much the, the win, but the manner in which they won – that I think this locker room really, really needed. I, they needed a win like that to, I think, help propel um, what they want to accomplish these last six games, right? They're six and five. Not only did they need that um, to just f- for the fact that you can get above 500 to be six and five, but the Bengals won yesterday. The, the Jets won yesterday. Um, you're now tied with the Patriots one game back of those guys, and there's a lot of games we can get into later in Week 13 with playoff implications. Um, but I think just the manner in which they won, I think, put a jolt into this locker room, and, and I felt that immediately. I talked to Keenan Allen on the field, and I asked him, you know, when you see that call come in that you guys are going for two, what's your reaction? And he goes, yes! <laughs> he, he wanted the ball in the offense's hands, uh, they obviously uh, had that uh, that play with Gerald Everett and uh, in the in the playbook for a long time. Apparently, they've worked on it, and boy, did it pay off! Yeah, that play had it was in the playbook for sure, but it was in the back pocket of the playbook because they've ran that similar play or a variation of that play so many times. And I think the most notable play um, is the pick six that Herbert threw against uh, KC back in week two. You know. Um, we all know that Everett kind of broke to the outside and Herbert threw it inside a miscommunication. It got picked off. They set it up the exact same way where Herbert looked for Everett to break outside 
and everyone else did too. And then the tight end goes back inside wide open. I mean, a, a great play call by Joe Lombardi, um, saving it for the perfect opportunity because no joke, I think the Chargers have ran that play a dozen times, like so, so many times. At times, so many times that people like you and I can recognize it when when they run it, you know. Yeah. Um, but a great play call, and I agree a thousand percent with the way they won was so needed because you know we talked, you know, the last few weeks, man, it's it's tough when you lose close games, and you can fight and you can compete and you can try hard, but if you lose, that wears on you. And I could tell, like. Being at five and five, it was kind of starting to wear on the team a little bit, and they needed to win in any fashion. But getting a close win like this and being on the other side of, of, a, of a thrilling win, you know, or not having a crushing loss um, is what they needed. And, and I agree. I think, like, it's full steam ahead right now. We got six games left, it, it's still time to go. Um, and Sunday was, yesterday was a, a, a great step in the right direction. And, you know, it, it didn't start great. Like a lot of these games uh, throughout the season that have popped up, the, the same combination of things kind of happen, right? A, a slow start, you use, you lose a, a key player in Corey Lindsley. You know, you lost Corey in the, the Kansas City game in week two. Obviously, he was out for, for a game during the, the regular season. And then you lose him in the first half um, uh, with a concussion. So you're down your all-pro center. You're, you're down your all pro left tackle, obviously all year long, um, and you think that, oh, you know this could be trouble. We're down ten nothing. Um, the run defense um, is still an issue. 181 yards they allowed uh, on the ground to Arizona, and James Conner had his best game by far of the season. Kyler Murray was doing his thing on the ground, um, but yet they persevere. They buckle down and they find ways to win late in games and you have to give the defense a ton of credit for getting the Cardinals off the field in the fourth quarter getting the ball back to the Chargers and Justin Herbert and you know I know Brandon Staley said this in the locker room it didn't go down for Justin the last couple of games late uh, but it sure went down on Sunday in Arizona that play to Austin Eckler the extra effort to get that touchdown he didn't even know if it was a touchdown he thought that they were running another play because he didn't get in at first. It said it was the two-point play. So I think just the grit of this team was on display. It has not been pretty this season by any stretch. Yet, you're 6-5. and five, uh, You're right in the mix uh, in this AFC playoff picture. And you've lost so many guys. You're starting to see guys come back. We're seeing with this offense can really look like with Keenan. Like Keenan on third down, man, he is a chain mover. Um, he can sustain, help sustain drives. And I, I really am looking forward to seeing Mike Williams back in the lineup, Josh Kelly getting more and more comfortable, getting back in the mix. And then, of course, Justin just orchestrating all of it. Yeah, it's it's like we've said, you know, all year, especially maybe the last few weeks, the potential for this offense is so high when everyone is in. And I think there will be a point, hopefully soon, where everyone is in that is going to return this year. Um, you know, Slater is still a long way away, so we're not going to count him. But, um, you know, and we have to see how, how Corey, um, he's probably going to be in the protocol. We'll get an update from Coach Daly later today. But, yeah, for the most part, like, in terms of playmakers – the 
the cavalry should be getting up to full speed. And I think the potential is high. Um, you mentioned Herbert in the final two minutes. He needed that. He he needed that, I think, to maybe quiet some doubters a little bit. You know, people like us who see him every day, we, we don't doubt his ability, um, you know, or his his leadership or anything like that. But, yeah, when you can't deliver in a two-minute drill back-to-back weeks in games that are on national TV, then, then people notice that. And... You know, yesterday's game was not on national TV, but but he came through in the clutch. Um, you know, he I thought he was great all game, um, especially running the ball. You know, he he picked up a couple big runs on the ground, but that final drive, you know, that's why he's going to get paid a lot of money, um, and that's why he's to me a top five quarterback in this league because he came through when the team needed him most, and just the way he executed that final drive too. Um. You know, everyone talks about the touchdown to Eckler. You know, you you and I have seen that play a hundred times this year already, right? The play, the the fake yeah. handoff in the flat. As a matter of fact, Eric, our, our um, photographer Ty Now said he's he's probably shot that play so so many times this season yeah. because it it, it looks the, the way that I saw one of his shots is like man, we we've seen that touchdown many times this year. A ton, a ton. And so even more so than that, even more so than the touchdown and the and the two point conversion. I thought the biggest play of the drive was third and seven at the 11. Um, it, it was a chaotic play with, you know, the, the play clock running down, winding down. Eckler is lined out way to the left. And I saw Herbert trying to get him back to the backfield. He had to yell at him probably three or four times. It was loud. You know, Eckler's probably 20 yards away. He finally gets him in there. Herbert changes the play to a screen, a perfect audible for the zone defense that Arizona Arizona was running. Um, the perfect play call. They get 10 yards. Eckler just gets down to the one. They can run more time off the clock. And um, it worked out great. So a, a brilliant drive by Herbert. And that's why he's, he's um, who he is. Yeah, he was also the Chargers' leading rusher on Sunday. Four for 38. He had the two longest rushes of the game for the Chargers. Um the team didn't really run the football. 13 for 65. As I mentioned, Herbert had four of those carries. Um, let's give DeAndre Carter a, a ton of credit, man. Seven for 73 in the touchdown. Um, the I, I think Omar wrote about DeAndre for Chargers.com, right? So, like, this guy was, you know, a, a kick returner, punt returner specialist, signed this offseason with wide receiver ability, right? I think a lot of people may plugged him in as, as wide receiver number five. Um, he had a good year last year with Washington um, in, in the special teams game, but also catching some some touchdowns uh, for the first time in his career. And I think when you have a quarterback like Justin Herbert, he can find those guys. He can maximize those guys' ability. And, you know, I thought DeAndre played great going back to the Bay Area uh, in that first half against the 49ers. And with Mike down again, 7 for 73, including a 33-yard touchdown. Keenan got his first touchdown of the year. Obviously, Austin caught 11 balls. But I think DeAndre Carter was kind of the unsung hero of that game, Eric. I was going to say, you know, DeAndre's not going to win any, like, team MVP award, but he's got to be up there for, like, unsung hero or, or under-the-radar guys who have played a big role this year. Um, he's having the best year of his career receiving you know, and like you said, he was kind of brought in as a as a return specialist. That's what most people viewed him as, and he still made an impact yesterday with that 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 twenty yard 
punt return he had in the final minute was was massive. Um, you, you add on the five yard penalty that Arizona got. The fact that Chargers were able to start at the thirty eight and not have to drive seventy five yards for a touchdown was, was was key. You know that it's it's such a different mindset when you only have to go forty yards to to go win the game. Um, yeah, but major kudos to DeAndre. He's he's been fantastic this year. I do want to give a shout out to a guy. So this guy was only on the field for two offensive snaps yesterday. I can't tell you what the other one was, but I can on one of them he recovered a fumble. That's Michael Bandy. That we we talked about the slow start. That was a massive play in the game, at, at least for me, because at that point the Chargers are down ten nothing. It looks like they just fumbled it away. Nothing's going right. If Arizona goes down and makes it thirteen nothing, seventeen nothing, totally different game. Yeah, and so I don't, I don't even know how Bandy got the ball because the ref initially ruled that the Cardinals did, but somehow the the you know the Bolts keep possession down ten nothing. They get a touchdown to Keenan, and at ten seven, it's a it's a totally different game. So credit to DeAndre, but but credit to Bandy as well. And I'm I'm also gonna you know we're in the shout out uh, like part of the program right now. So uh, how about Cameron Dicker once again? Because in, in week yeah. five of this year. He went to Arizona as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles and had the 23-yard game-winning field goal to help Philly beat Arizona. A month later, he comes back to Arizona and is responsible for five points. The Chargers needed all of them. This season, he's 10 of 10 on extra points. He's 10 of 10 on field goals. A majority of those have come with the Chargers. And that that phase of the game, I think we said it last week, Eric, I'll continue to just... Uh, shower praise on Ryan Ficken's unit because they have been rock solid this year. Um, the kicking game has been excellent. And, you know, we tend to focus on that two-point conversion at the end of the game, right? And, and Gerald Everett, that won the game. But you needed those five points from Cameron Dicker to even be in that conversation. For sure, for sure. You, you needed the five point from him. You needed DeAndre's punt return. You needed J.K. Scott to pin Arizona deep. I think yep. he pinned him inside the 20, I think, four different times. Um, and two of them came late. You know, the Arizona was pinned at the 6, I think, in the fourth quarter, at the 10. Like, it's just such a different mindset when, when they're pinned deep, you know, and, and they can't maybe go to their full arsenal of plays that they want. Um, and, and the defense kind of gets amped up there, too. They know, hey, we, we have them pinned deep. Uh, let's Let's try to get off the field and give our offense – good field position um it, it it took a few tries you know um the third time i guess kind of was the charm for for the for the team in general um because the offense went out there down 24 17 three different times with the chance to, to go tie it or, or take the lead first two times went nowhere um but the third time you know like i said they got great field position and they found a way to get it done I really want to dig into this this Raiders game on Sunday. So to put a bow on Arizona, uh, the Chargers fans brought it, man. That, that, that was a really cool scene in Arizona to see all the powder boo in the stands. And what I thought was even cooler was so many fans stayed well after the game just to show love to all the players, the coaches, the staff, um, so it, it felt like a, a home away from home, and I, I know you felt the same way, man. Because to, to see, I can't kind of that, that scene after the game, especially when you win 
the way you win, um, that was kind of the cherry on top. Yeah, great, great fan support. I noticed it pregame. I was hanging out on the Chargers sideline, and the Chargers players ran out for warm-ups. And I'm like, man, it's loud in here. And I look, I just kind of looked around. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of powder blue. To me, right, this is just one, one man's opinion, but it was louder when the Chargers ran out for warm-ups than when Arizona players did. And on the whole, you know, there were more Cardinals fans, obviously, you know, by, by, by kickoff. But at that point in the game, you know, the Bolt fam showed up early. They showed up early, ready to support. Um, definitely had some juice going. And I think the players felt uh, uh, fed off that for sure. And they, they needed all that. Um, you know, it's not easy to win in the NFL. The Chargers know that very well. Um, and that, that energy definitely came through. Hard to believe that going into that game, especially because the Cardinals made the playoffs last year, they were 1-9 in their last 10 home games at State Farm Stadium. Not counting Mexico City last week because that was a default home game. Now they're 1-10. Um, so it's a reeling Cardinals team, but the Chargers can kind of use this as momentum. And here we go. Back to the scene of Week 18 last year against the Las Vegas Raiders. And you talk about a, a play or two that can kind of maybe flip your season a little bit. I know it's late in the game for the Raiders to flip their season. I think their season is probably lost at this point uh, due to so many losses early in the year. But to have a walk-off victory with Devontae Adams catching a touchdown in Denver and then to have a walk-off in Seattle who is contending for a division in a playoff spot. Josh Jacobs, I think, goes 86 yards in Seattle. Back-to-back um, -back walk-off overtime wins for the Raiders, and now the Chargers are up in Las Vegas. Um, you know, we, we kind of touched on all the positive things that happened on Sunday. One thing that continues to plague this team is run defense. I, I think it's the fifth straight game that a team has rushed for 157 yards or more. It was 181 on Sunday in Arizona. And now it's Josh Jacobs. Uh, so I think priority A, B, and C is stopping Jacobs. And then we get to Devontae Adams, Eric. <laughs> sure, yeah, agreed, agreed. And and someone said it in the locker room. I was kind of um, one of the last ones to leave the locker room last night. And someone was... Um, was like, man, the Raiders are up next, and someone else was like, yep, got to stop the run. And immediately, that that's what the focus was for, for players and coaches. Um, because the Raiders, even though they're under 500, we know it's not going to be an easy game, right? It's, a, it's an AFC West game. Um, when you play teams like that twice a year, they're always close. Um, and, th and look, look at um, the Chargers games against AFC West opponents this year, okay? They beat the Raiders by five. They beat. They lost to the Chiefs twice by three, and they beat Denver by three. Those are all close games. This is going to be another close game. I have, I have no doubt about it, especially with kind of the high that the Raiders are on right now. You know, I, I agree with you. I think the playoffs are probably a long shot for them. They probably have to win out, and some crazy stuff has to happen. But there's no reason why they can't play spoiler to a bunch of other teams. And you know how much they want to knock the Chargers down and try to knock the Chargers out of a potential playoff spot. Um, given the history between these two teams, 
you know they they don't they don't like each other very much um there's a lot of a lot of history recent history you know including that week 18 game yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot uh, but definitely priority number one uh josh jacobs there's extra juice i think for both teams coming off of dramatic wins in the case of the raiders back to back um but you know there's a lot of guys on this team who experienced week 18 last year and just the the bad taste in their mouth and you know, it, it really doesn't matter if it's the Raiders or who, it could be any team in the NFL. You better get to seven and five if you want to maintain um, kind of keeping pace in that AFC playoff picture. But this one, because it's in the division, because it's back in Vegas, and because the Raiders, you know, they're trying to establish something. Like, it, like I said, they're not probably going to make the playoffs this year, but with Josh McDaniels in his first year, um, I think they're trying to build something that they can kind of carry into next year. And they're starting to find something with Josh Jacobs this year. And obviously Devontae Adams is, is among the best in football. You go from DeAndre Hopkins to Devontae Adams. Um, and we should mention Michael Davis, the, the job that he sure. did on Hopkins yesterday too. But, um, yeah, I, I would say Jacobs, you got to stop the run. And, and I'm, I'm hopeful this team – can improve in that category because I think we said this last week, uh, teams are going to continue to try to run the football until the Chargers can prove they can stop it. And even teams that aren't great at running the football are running the football well against the Chargers. And, and that was Arizona. I mean, you mentioned James Conner had his biggest game of the year. They weren't a great rushing team. The Cardinals weren't um, going into week 12, but yeah, you, you look down and, yeah, it's, I'm looking at it here, you know, 181 yards. It's like that that's like a season high for a lot of teams, and that's almost like a weekly occurrence against the Chargers. Um, it, they've changed up their meetings. They've had full team meetings. You know, they're not doing just position group meetings when it comes to the run game. So they, they're trying, you know, behind the scenes, you know, stuff to, to figure it out and try to fix the run. Um at, at this point, I don't know what the fix is. You know, it's been long enough now where it's certainly an issue. But I feel like you got to throw like everything, but 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 the kitchen sink at at Jacob, and then you just hope that Adams do, doesn't beat you deep. Because if the if the Raiders can run the ball like they have been, then you just know they're gonna Raiders are gonna go play action and just go deep to Devontae, and that's a bad combination. Yeah. We'll have uh, much more on this on Chargers Weekly Thursday uh, in terms of uh, in terms of the Raiders game. Um, finally, Eric, I'm I'm trying to pull up. All right, so Week 13, there's a lot of huge games in the NFL, uh, particularly yeah. in the AFC. <clears throat> Buffalo at New England Thursday night. The Jets, who I mentioned, one with Mike White under center, uh, are seven and four. They'll take on the Minnesota Vikings. Big game. Um, Miami at San Francisco, gigantic game um, that I'm fascinated to see, really, because San Francisco shut out, I think, their last four opponents in the second half. I mean, their defense is unbelievable, and we know what Miami is doing through the air this year. Kansas City at Cincinnati, and then, of course, the Chargers at the Raiders. So um, we've said this week to week, you know, the three teams that you need to keep eyes on 
as it relates to the, the playoff picture in the wild card are the Jets, the Bengals, and the Patriots. The Patriots play the Bills, the Jets play the Vikings, and the Bengals play the Chiefs. So there could be a lot of movement. And frankly, think about this too. If Miami loses to San Francisco and the Chargers beat the Raiders, you got a game against the Dolphins where you could get the tiebreaker over those guys if they don't win the AFC East. So these next two weeks, Eric, are going to be a little chaotic in the AFC, and things will finally kind of start to, I don't want to say settle in, but you may get a, a clearer picture of what to expect in December. Yeah, and I think that's why yesterday's win was so big because as we stand today, the Chargers are still the number nine team in the AFC. We did not jump up any spots, but we didn't lose any spots either. I think that I was think it. Maintain, just maintain. You, you you have to keep pace, and this is like this. This is kind of comes into my favorite time of the year where. It feels like every game in the final six weeks of the season, you know, there's or every week in the final six games, there's three to four games that are just massive, just huge games, and and that includes our own. Um, you know, if it's me, I think we're rooting for Buffalo on Thursday because to me, it's a four-team race for two spots, and the, the teams you talked about, the the Jets, the Patriots, the Bengals, and us going for those final two wild card spots. So I think we're rooting for Buffalo on Thursday. You know I'm I'm pulling for my Vikings, you know, I, I and the Jets. They they need to to help us out for sure. I'll I'll send a few texts to try to get them get them motivated. Um and then oddly enough, we are rooting for the Chiefs. Are we not? I mean, I think at this point um with Cincinnati in the Chargers way right now, it's released to the wild card, yeah. It, it, that's, I think that's the move. And then I think with, with San Francisco and Miami, like if San Francisco beats the Dolphins, the AFC East is all jumbled up at that point. Um, so, yeah, like, again, Chargers just need to beat the Raiders to make sure that yeah. all this stuff even matters exactly. for them. Yeah. Um, but I, I just – I looked at the slate last night, and I said, wow, like because – because usually the the games aren't as big. Like, there aren't, like, five games like this that have, like, big-time playoff implications. And Week 13, man, it feels like this is almost like a, like a separation Sunday type situation, right? Where, like, yeah. you can really see what direction some of these contenders are going. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we have to preface it by saying, okay, we're rooting for, you know, teams A, B, and C to win. We're rooting for the Chargers to win first because if all the other if all the other games break LA's way, but we don't beat the Raiders, it's a moot point. It it really is a moot point because then we don't we don't gain ground. And at some point, like while it's fine, like yesterday we we kept pace. You know, there's only six games left. At some point, you're gonna have to start gaining ground. And I think this is week thirteen is, is the week to do it. No question about it, man. Any final thoughts as we get out of here? Man, uh, I needed some Tylenol after that game yesterday. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. it was chaotic. But, you know, it's the Chargers, so I have a big bottle in my backpack. It's just every week, man, you're just popping that Tylenol because it's, it's such a crazy, crazy season. Um, yeah. But this is it. This is like, like I said, this is my favorite time of the year. Um, 
you know, the stretch run, six games left. It's time for this team to, to show what they're made of. December football, from one desert to another, right? December football starts in Las Vegas on Sunday for the Chargers. They get a huge, much-needed victory, 25-24 over the Cardinals at State Farm Stadium. For Eric Smith, I'm Chris Harey. We'll have you covered on Chargers Weekly. Eric will have you covered on Chargers.com all week long to get you ready for this big divisional matchup. It's Raiders week. For Eric, I'm Chris. This is The Final Drive. 